to Tuesdays with me, Tony. For the past year, I've used this podcast to shed light on what young people are creating on the internet and translating that so marketers and brands have a better understanding of digital culture. One thing I've learned is that the only constant in digital culture is change. I'll be making a change myself and moving on from MRY. But I didn't want to leave without taking a look back on everything we've talked about together. So today I'm having the first two guests I've ever had on the show, Leah and Slate, who are both ACDs here at MRY. Figured we could do one for old time's sake. <laughs> yeah? This is devastating. <laughs> devastating. Well, but anything for you. Yeah. Thank <clears throat> you. And, um, you know, of course you guys were on the show before, but Leah, can you start by saying something about yourself? Yes, I am an ACD art director here at MRY. Uh, I've been here for many years. I've seen a lot of amazing people come and go. Tear. <laughs> Tony's one of the best ones. Um, and yeah, and I've got my pal Slate, who's also a fellow Virginian here. Mm-hmm. Yep, the, this is the Virginia crowd that you got. Um, hi, I'm Slate. <laughs> I am an art director as well, and um, I don't know what to say about myself. Can You're also a podcaster, and I'm a. I didn't want to like take. I didn't want to use this to promote my. No, own No, I want you but... to promote yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am a podcaster. I uh, have a podcast called Slums of Film History, where we talk about lowbrow film topics. Um, so, we're what's just... an example of a lowbrow film talk? Um, We talk about, instead of talking about, like, Oscar movies and, like, stars, we talk about, like, cannibalism and, like, boobs. So let's get into our extra special rundown. We're going to take a look back at the first 10 episodes um, we covered on this show and see where the topics are now. Does that sound fun? Amazing. We're ready. So if you're listening and you're super bored or something, you can go back and listen to those episodes for a refresher on all these things. All right, so... The very first episode, we yes. talked about an app called Dub, Dub Smash. Smash. <laughs> uh, do you guys think it's still relevant or <laughs> not? So we didn't do any research before we came on to this, which, which that's is actually how we great roll. Yes. because, like, and also, like, I'm, I'm close to mid thirties at this point, so this is all from that perspective. <laughs> but um, I think that Dub Smash is gone because I think it's been replaced by Snapchat. Okay. What do you think, Slate? I've still I still see it. I still see it around. It was funny after um after Slate we did Slate still the... has friends that are like twelve. <laughs> <laughs> They're keeping me young. I am in my mid thirties, so um yeah, I still see it. Like I still see um people using it like uh on Instagram, people like influencers like are still using it. I yeah. don't know. I mean <laughs> Why when you can use Snapchat? I know. Well, it's a different, like, it makes it easier. Like, it has a live, a database of all the different sound clips and things. That's true. You don't have to find it yourself. I yeah. Guess. But I would say it has fizzled out a bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it was the hottest thing that you saw on every channel. Um, the new social app craze, you know, it's called MSQRD. I guess it's supposed to stand for, like, Masquerade. And you know how Snapchat has those crazy... Um, like lenses. Yeah, like the can, face mapping filters Yeah, or you can be yeah. a panda or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is an app completely dedicated to that. And it's, Ugh, the I'm graphics are a little right bit now. better and it's really fun actually. Okay. So that's a new thing. We'll see how long that lasts, but Ooh. the new, new. All right, so episode two, we talked about celebrity DM trading. And this is where um, the fangirls and boys would essentially swap the celebrities they have access to based on who follows them on Twitter. Yes. Right, right, right. 
So do we think that's still relevant or not? That was one that I never really quite understood in the first place. Yeah, you and I were both on that as well. But then right? Tony re-recorded it with somebody else. <laughs> oh, because we were too confused. <laughs> no shade, no shade. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like a whole bunch of confused people in their mid thirties the whole time, and Tony was like, "This is not." Do we working. think that's still a thing? Do we think that? People, do you think people still do that? I mean, I, social currency is obviously still huge, sure. and, and I'm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I, would, I don't know. Yes. It was such a new thing yeah. for me. I didn't understand anyway. Well, according to my source, uh, you know, the fangirls and boys are still are still doing that to get in touch with their favorite celebrities. So that hasn't died out yet. So episode three, we talked about, um, <laughs> this is actually my favorite topic, Beyonce always on beat. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Relevant or not? Did this die out? Still relevant? What do we think? Um, I'm going to go with Yes. I mean, Beyonce is still a, a trending. To- it's always going to be a trending topic. So that one specific thing, I think, is yeah, still relevant just because there's always going to be I mean, a Beyonce thing. Because you're during... talking specifically about I'm Beyonce. About Beyonce. Yeah. yeah. No. So, but did that come back with formation? It didn't. So I would say <gasps> this meme is dead. Beyonce always on beat. Granted, she's Beyonce, so. Like, it's just established that she's everything. But um, the latest iteration of that was actually Drake always on beat using clips from the Hotline Hotline Bling Bling. video. Mm -hmm. And, of course, that's dead already. So, you know, they'll always come back. How – I know you've already talked about this, but how are brands supposed to get a lot – I mean, I know brands did that with Hotline Bling, but, like, how are they supposed to act fast enough in order to catch one of these waves? I think that's the problem. I don't think brands should try to ride the wave. They should either create something that, you know, is a wave in it, in and of itself. But I don't think you can ride the wave and like think. you okay. just. I don't. You don't recommend so. that. I don't. Okay. I think it's. I think it had its place. Uh, you know, places like IHOP and Denny's, and it's cute mm-hmm. for a while, but you can't build a lasting brand on that. that. Right. It's a cheap shot, kind of. Yeah. It's It's like it's it's too easy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a lot more work to try to think of something completely original or, like, exclusive. But I think that's that's the way to go. Um, cool. Episode four, we talked about hashtag goals. The many different like iterations. Squad goals. squad goals, relationship goals. Relevant or nah? I, I still see it. Yeah, I do too. But Same. it's now, like, ma- I mean... Because I'm a, I'm a mother, <laughs> which we love talking about here. In it's because as she a, has to start every as conversation a with, as a mother. <laughs> um, I have seen it like I I've actually seen people use it like for things like mom goals and things like that, which is you know I guess one sign hits, of yeah. so that means it's on its, it's on its way out. Yeah, when moms start using it, it's like rah, rah. Rah, rah, yeah. van goals. <laughs> yeah, this one I would say it's pretty fair to say it's part of like. The American lexicon at this point. Yep. Like, everyone has heard it. Everyone's using it. And I don't think that's a bad thing. How do you feel about, like, an advertiser or, like, a client using it? Because I have seen that. Like, I, the- I think it depends on the advertiser and, like, the precedent that they've set. Like, if it's out of nowhere and they don't have. <laughs> yeah, if it's, like, toothpaste goals. Yeah, like, it's like hmm. cold meat. <laughs> yeah. Teeth goals, like, nah. <laughs> I'm no. totally going to use that as soon as we walk out of here. Like, Teeth goals. Teeth goals. <laughs> All right, so episode five. Do you guys remember hashtag Urban Outfitters Be Like? And this came from um, essentially them selling all these little odds and ends for ridiculous amounts of money, and people have had enough. 
do we think that's relevant or not? I don't think that probably Urban Outfitters is still relevant as like the thing. <laughs> but you still see it. I mean, you still see it. Did you see the whole thing about the peeled orange in, um, yes. in Whole, Foods. Whole Foods? Like I still, I think people oh, are yes. using that type that. of thing yep. to still call out Call out these ridiculous. Stupid things. Yeah. Totally. Totally. I didn't even make that connection, but that's totally true. It's, it's just, it was a sign of people being fed up with these ridiculous kind of The larger practices. question, Tony, is is Urban Outfitters still relevant? So, you know, um, according to my source, Google, their stock is down oh, 20%. Google. Um, <laughs> so I think they're probably looking to come back and reinvent themselves in a few ways. Like if you look at, um, what is it, American Apparel. Apparel. Yeah. I mean, but that's that's the whole thing. It's like the gaps, the American Eagles, the American apparels that are kind of that are priced above H and M and Zara are like the ones that are really struggling right now. Yeah, because, yeah. because they're, they're not, not designer yeah. and they're not they're not matching the runway and like they're not mm-hmm. really ca- keeping up mm-hmm. with the pace. Right, and it's fashion. more expensive to go to like Gap and buy a pair of jeans than it is to go to H and M and buy essentially the same quality jeans. Like, quality's not as good, but like, yeah, you know, how often do you keep a pair of jeans? So. I don't know. Elizabeth Cavell will kill me for saying this, but her secret is um, American Eagle. She goes there and she says she buys like all of her staples there. She said it's great. And it's kind of like a word of mouth. And it's so nerdy at this point that it's like, I think it's poised for a comeback. really interesting. Fashion goals. Wow. (laughs) I don't know about that one. (laughs) All right. So episode six, we talked about this Twitter trend. Um, Kids these days will never know where people were pretty much, you know, looking back on the 90s things that everyone loved, the TV right. shows, the right, toys, right, right, right. Yep. and basically saying these new age kids and their iPads, they they just don't get it. They'll never know the greatness that was the 90s. Isn't that every generation, though? It is. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of just like, oh, back in my day. I yeah. I would say, like, this specific meme I haven't seen, but, like, if you look online there's always these listicles about Mm -hmm. like 90s nostalgia and all the things that this new wave Mm -hmm. is missing out on it's just are we done with 90s nostalgia we're almost at the point where we're doing like aughts nostalgia like okay there's some that's like terrifying (laughs) that's like low-rise jeans um, like the Oops, Britney I did it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't the 90s, you're right. No, wow. we're like looking at like some yeah. early aughts uh, nostalgia happening. At this point, like we're going to be nostalgic for yesterday pretty soon. Yeah. So I know. Everything's <laughs> happening so fast. So no, I don't think this is a thing still. No, I don't either. Yeah. I think it's... it's Are we right? Yeah. <laughs> is you're this right. a game? Do we win? <laughs> you're winning right now. Yes. Um, episode seven, we talked about hashtag eats with five E's. Uh, and that was founded by um, The Infatuation, which is a food review site. And actually, they're branching out and doing a lot of different things. Um, do we still eat see eats out on the interwebs, the I do. social sphere? I see it in the Instagramming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people people love food. It's like a new thing. You yeah, know? I mean, food like, it's not a new thing. It is, though. Like, f- oh, f- you food mean like in the grand? did not exist in the 70s <laughs> okay. or the 80s or really even in the 90s. Like, fo- foodie and, like, loving food is, like, yeah. the new thing. It's much less of a private experience. Yeah, like taking pictures of food. It's like nobody has Nobody had ever done that before, <laughs> and now all of a sudden that's the thing, you know? So. Yeah. I'm it's actually mandatory. over these, like, stunt food things. Like, 
these ridiculous like smoothies topped with like marshmallows dripping oh, with caramel. Oh, yeah, You're yeah. talking about the milkshake on top. with like the hamburger yeah, on top. Like, yeah, it's no. disgusting. No. <laughs> and they're like they're creating that for the gram. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's like it doesn't even need to taste good at this point. It just needs to look yeah. ridiculous. Oh, like that let, rainbow, rainbow ba- bagel. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh I got really, got upset. really passionate. This is a Tuesdays with Tony first. <laughs> and last. <laughs> you guys, you were I like, think I'm, I'm taking it out with a bang. I'm, I'm going to say the F word. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that was going to be the thing that set me over the edge? Oh, oh. Leo, we can't take you anywhere. <laughs> Sorry. It's supposed to be like a tear-jerking I moment. Know. No, I prefer it this way. You just ruined it with your this. filthy mouth. <laughs> As a mother, <laughs> I'm totally okay. I like to drop the F-bomb. <laughs> oh my God, you're a cool mom, aren't you? <laughs> Hashtag mom goals. <laughs> okay, so Eats is definitely still a thing. Um, I think the time that we interviewed uh, the co-founder of The Infatuation, they were at a million um, uses of the hashtag, which is awesome. But now I, I looked yesterday and they're at 2 million. So yeah. it's still a thing. Shout out to them and thanks for coming in. Episode eight. We talked about shipping. And this is something I had to have my friend come in and explain because I just don't get it. It's basically when you see people that like on TV or just celebrities that you think should be in a relationship. And so you would say, I ship so-and-so. I think I listened to... I think I, I must not have. I, yeah. Yeah, I might have missed this one, but I th- feel like I heard you talking about it. Yeah. This is a thing that people say. Can you give me, like, the five... <laughs> okay, you already did. Gave me the five-second explanation. Um, For instance, a lot of people... Okay, so you know how Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez mm-hmm. were a cute little young couple. People miss that relationship. <laughs> and they will tweet things like, oh, my God... I ship what the hell is their um little name? I ship Jelena. Ugh. Like Justin and Selena Gomez. Mm. I ship them. I hate everyone. I say no. I say <laughs> no. I don't want it, that to be a thing. Well, so, it is. No. so no. According it's to not my anymore. Source, it's a thing. So, Still? Yes. Um oh, yeah. God, <laughs> I'm old. <Yuck. laughs> I'll pass on that one. And this one ties right back to relationship goals. It's all it's all one and the same. Episode nine. We talked about what are those? What are those? Do we remember that? That was where people the shoes. would, yeah. yeah. If you had wax shoes on, someone would like call you out on it and say, "What are those?" Yeah, in no, public, it's dead. take videos. It's dead. Correct. It is correct. Got one um, right. They're really not even talking about Daniel and his white bands. Well, and no one but Slade is. Talking I still about talk that. about it. Damn, Daniel. 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 Yeah. Damn. Yeah, sorry. Mm. I'm keeping that one alive. <laughs> yeah. It's one man show over here. <laughs> All right. Lastly, uh, episode 10, we talked about Finstagrams. And those are pretty much where um, teens are creating secondary Instagram profiles where they're kind of being more of themselves. So their fake Instagram is actually the more authentic one where they only allow um, a select few of their friends to follow them and they post embarrassing shit. Yes. This is still a thing. From a week what? ago? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is actually... No, this is a, this while, is a while ago. ago. <laughs> How many episodes have you done? Twi- this is my 21st episode. Oh, so geez. I'm only looking okay. back at the, the first, first 10. 10. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's probably still a thing. Yeah? 
it, it seems to still be happening. Instagram actually made it easier for people to have split yes. personalities by letting you log into two different accounts at once. Um, is whereas, it only two, though? Or can you or have more? I think more? it's probably more, but... Yeah, the whole, the big deal is like, you know, before people mm-hmm. would have to literally log out and go through all this drama just to have a more authentic profile that only a few people could see. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier for them now. Teens and brand managers rejoice for that feature. <laughs> Can I ask a question, Tony? Of course. Can I get your expertise? I've been curious about, uh, as a relative newcomer to Snapchat, you know, I've been playing with it for the last month and really, I would consider myself fluent now with it. Yes. Um, I don't understand it. I find myself not using Instagram anymore. Do you see that as a trend among the young people? Um, I have not seen a, a like a dip in like how much people post, but just, that's just from my personal perspective. I think people are still kind of splitting what they post on either platform. So for instance, me, I post really embarrassing things on Snapchat because only a few people are looking and that's like the whole thing. Like me it's one of my favorites. It's my in the favorite. morning. That's mm-hmm. just like the thing I do. Whereas on Instagram, you know, I got a new camera and I like prop myself up in front of my window when the lighting's perfect and take like it's these curated and beautiful. And post those on Instagram. So it's like my split personality. Different per- it's like purposes. Yeah. Cute you know, sunlit selfies on Instagram, Snapchat, no makeup, like so acting ratchet. Yeah. Uh, Snapchat's the place for me, it turns out. Yeah. It's funny just seeing how into it you are. I still haven't made the leap yet. Like, I've had it for since you the beginning. You would be great on Snapchat, Slate. Like, let's. Let's work on that. I guess the problem is, is that I like the I like the perfectly lit slate better than I like the embarrassed. No, the you imba- need to like, embrace. No, it's really fun. The true. <laughs> and also, and Tony, slate. you and I used to argue about it all the time. Um, but like, it bothers me that you can't that the you can't get it back. Like. <laughs> That it, it, it bothers me that you can't look at it later. You know, like in a year, I can't be like, oh, I posted that funny thing on Snapchat and like look back on it. It, it bothers me that it goes away. I'm like, isn't social media all about like preserving things? It's not really social media. That's the thing. You I have mean, to it's think a it's different a- sense of social media. It's like a different way to connect with people um, mm-hmm. versus like, I think that's why people are less vain on Snapchat. Of course, they're still doing things to be perceived in a certain way. Like that's just human nature. Right. But I think the ephemeral nature of it is what drives the authenticity. And like the fact that you know that what you did today probably won't even be remembered tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know. And I if you I, really need to, you can save the You can. The, you can save it to your phone. It's yeah. all it's very <laughs> like I think you would love it because it's conceptual. Like Yeah. Well, no, I mean I def- I mean I still use it. Like I do it more of like a one-to-one, you know, type of thing. Like if I've got a private joke with somebody, then it's like I'll Snapchat back and forth with them. But like I'm not using it as like I do something and send it to everybody that's following me. Mm. You know, I'm not I'm You're not creating not, like, content on Snapchat. Yeah. I have slowly become like a snap story person mm-hmm. um and that's just i don't know what it is like sometimes when i'm in a really good mood i just want to show people what i'm doing all day and not have to send it to individual people right um but maybe i'm just feeling myself lately <laughs> well no i mean i enjoy i look at snapchat you know numerous times a day i enjoy other people's stuff and maybe i just haven't figured out what my brand is yeah oh, and what that. i can do to, to do some something different statements. yeah <laughs> We need a brief, Tony. Yeah, get to it. it. I'm on it. It's your last MRY assignment. (laughs) Here's Tony's final take, guys. (laughs) Honestly, it comes down to people 
being more interesting than brands. It's not a death sentence to brands. Brands are still important, but it's a call to action to dig a little deeper and try to find that thing that actually will make someone interested in what you're saying because there's tons of content creators these days. It's not just a select few. It's not the 1%. It's your neighbor around the corner. I think that's an amazing challenge for the industry is to figure out how do we continue to be relevant and connect with people um, where digital culture is moving in such a fast pace. That's all. <laughs> all right, so that wraps up Tuesdays with Tony in partnership with MRY, but you never know. I could be back to school you guys on what's happening in digital culture. Before I go, I want to thank MRY for supporting what was once just a silly internal meeting and now has grown into a legitimate platform that's really helped me grow as a person. I want to thank my flawless editor, Eddie Schneckcloth, my strategy fairy godmothers, Leanne Sheffy and Portia Steen, who really pushed me to do this, the marketing mavens, Kate Bryan and David Berkowitz, who's actually my number one listener, according to SoundCloud. Shout out to you. And thank you, Leah and Slate, for being my very first guests and everyone who's been a guest on this um, show who came from MRY and beyond. And of course... Thank you for listening to Little Old Me every Tuesday.